This is John Beethan with AlternativeHealthTools.com, the podcast, and this is episode 57, titled Awakening the Healer's Process for Self or Others with Catherine Bird. It's also subtitled Warrior, Healer, and Lover. Also visit the show notes at AlternativeHealthTools.com, and there are links mentioned regarding Seth Godin about Stop Stealing Dreams about education. And references to Brene Brown, Daniel Walker, and a podcast we did before titled Human Slavery to Human Freedom, Joseph Campbell on The Hero's Journey, and Serena Goldsmith on Finding Hope in the Darkness, Wellness Principles for Healing. Welcome back to Alternative Health Tools. Hi, Kat. Hi. So this is sort of fun because I've been podcasting a while, like 10 years. So I sort of consider this to be a fresh face episode, which means we've never met. And I really don't know too much about what you do. But given the fact that you're recommended by Lisa Thorpe, my co-host, um, came highly recommended. And I've obviously seen you on Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Yeah, this is fun because we don't really have a plan, so I like that. That's the way you like to roll? Yeah, why not? Me too. Yeah. So, I, I for some reason, I was under the impression that you're actually from Portland, but you're not, but you did spend time there. I was there almost five years. Yeah. Yeah. So, whereabouts in Portland were you? In Northwest, near oh, the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of drew me in and held me there for a while. What was the park's name? I can't remember. Forest Park? Oh, yeah. <sighs> the big one. Forest Park with all the elves. Yes. Have you ever seen them? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of magical people in that that forest. Yeah. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you want to uh, introduce yourself. I mean, do you like to be called Catherine or Cat? I I do either. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, my name is Catherine Bird Mm -hmm. and I am a facilitator of healing. So I am a healer and a shamanic practitioner and I teach and guide and speak and Mm. uh, really help people through the process of awakening and then being able to take those awakened gifts and translate them into action in the world, becoming healers and coaches Mm. and guides themselves. And, uh, you know, how do you work on yourself? How do you heal yourself is is Mm -hmm. really uh, a huge uh, focus of my work. And then, mm-hmm. you know, really letting people in on the processes, the things that can happen in mm-hmm. the awakening and the, in the, the turning on of our gifts and uh, becoming, you know, whatever it is that you are. Mm-hmm. So is, is part of this things. about undoing some things? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, there is some undoing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're all dealing with our, our traumas and our shame and our doubt and sort mm-hmm. of the little boxes that we were grown up mm-hmm. in and told to sit inside. And, or we put ourselves in. Yeah, and and so, you know, there's so many people who are just like crawling their way out of their box and they sort of have their fingertips over the edge and their Mm -hmm. eyes are peeking over and Mm -hmm. they're not sure what's on the other side but Mm -hmm. they're feeling really called to jump out and uh so i i'm i'm really called to be a support to to this this process that's happening yeah the shift so where do you find in your experience where um what are most people being healed from well 
you know, there's there's so much shame mm-hmm. in, can you give me an example? in the system. Well, I mean, you know, we can talk about sexual shame, of course, which mm-hmm. seems like the most, almost the most obvious one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how much religion and uh, really strict upbringings and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having sexual trauma at an early age, you know, molestation and, and different kinds of things that have happened uh, that, that really shut down these, you know, lower centers of the body. And so a lot of people are still just trying to figure that stuff out, trying to figure out the mm-hmm. basics of, you know, mm-hmm. trust. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm imagining for some people, they're just discovering that they may have had a trauma that they weren't aware of. Oh, so many people, uh-huh. so many people are just realizing, oh, that's, that's why I've, I've been so shut down mm-hmm. all this, all these years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're, we're undoing a lot of things, a lot of cultural, uh, you know, ways of being that, mm-hmm. that we're supposed to be a certain way. Rules. Yeah, lots of rules we've put on ourselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we, you know, one thing that we're undoing, I think, is this concept that we're, that we're not magic, that we're not part of nature. Oh, I know. That's a drag. I mean, it's a drag because I prefer to live there most of the time. That doesn't mean I'm necessarily <laughs> in nature. Right. But rather trying to lead a life that is nature oriented. Yeah, that that's animals. conscious of yeah, yeah. of animals. Is conscious of of plants. It's conscious of of you know what our connection is to the earth and and to mm-hmm. the cosmos. That that we are connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're all feeling so disconnected these days, and mm-hmm. lots of people living in little apartments and working in little cubicles and mm-hmm. kind of feeling super alone. And they're on social media, but they're not really yeah. really connected. I would love to talk about that. So, what's your experience with that? I mean, people, a lot of people live on social media, but they are disconnected. They are, they're suffering, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're also, you know, I I get messages from people who are, you know, they're having a hard time out there. Uh They're, they're awakening energy. Things are moving through them. There's, there's, you know, all of this energy that's moving through and they're having emotions and experiences and, uh, and they're trying to live real life and make mm-hmm. money and take care of their kids mm-hmm. and how do you do both and exactly that's the I'm question asking you, how that's, do you do both <laughs> <laughs> you become a healer well you you become a healer you become a healer of yourself mm-hmm. you know and, and you really you really do have to focus on yourself you have to do a lot of self-care mm-hmm. and i think that we don't we don't realize how much of that self-care mm-hmm. piece is necessary mm-hmm. that we think, you know, a few minutes a day of, you know, brushing our teeth and, um, you know, oh, well, maybe I'll, I'll eat a salad and, uh, you know, that's, that's good. I'll, I'll take a vacation once a year. Um, it, it's really not enough, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So where do you, uh, where do you start with people in terms of their self-care? Well, just, Honestly, I think that unwinding when you're talking about mm-hmm. the unwinding of the the thoughts about mm-hmm. who we are that that we deserve mm-hmm. self-care, that we deserve to take care of ourselves, that we deserve nurturance mm-hmm. from ourselves, that we deserve a time that's spent doing nothing but sitting mm-hmm. and not doing um and and touching our own bodies and feeling our breath coming in and out and those simple things, taking baths and going to the beach and 
finding the things that bring us pleasure just and if you're not at the beach it could be the mountains it could be the park whatever could be the desert yeah i lived in santa fe for a long time and it was just like the desert was amazing yeah whatever calls you whatever calls your spirit Mm -hmm. um you know we all have those power places in nature Mm -hmm. that that draw us draw Mm -hmm. us in and and if you can find that and just spend as much as time as much time there as possible Mm -hmm. massively healing yeah when we were talking briefly the other day you were talking about some classes or workshops you're going to be offering i'm doing a, a series called the healer's process great which is going into healing process for yourself mm-hmm. or for other people. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, always, I believe it's, it's about starting with yourself and working mm-hmm. on yourself and always going back to working on yourself and then being able to also take that and translate it into session work or even in, in work in, you know, just being in life, going to work and, and being grounded and feeling protected mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and sourced and, you know, being able to come home and, oh, I was around some yucky people and I've I've got some tools to be able to kind of just shake that off, get rid of it. Yeah, and what could I, give me an example of some of the tools. Uh, well, I mean, you know, to shake it off, right? The one of the literally, literally, like one of one of the main things that I teach people very first off is a shaking practice, mm-hmm. and uh, they do this. You know, they do shaking all over the world throughout time to induce trance states, and then you know, through qigong, there's a shaking practice, um, but it really helps to just like move the stuff mm-hmm. you know there there's so much stuckness yeah well a lot of it comes from like sitting around we sit all day long and we're yeah. not designed to do that right and yeah. um and if we can just get the get the movement happening in the body get get uh, get things just shaking and mm-hmm. uh, vibrating mm-hmm. and letting things go and using sound to really connect to that. How, do you, how are you using sound? Because well, I'm keenly interested in music. Yeah. Well, I've been involved using in more like, um, you know, authentic in the moment sound of toning and mm-hmm. moaning. And toning and moaning. Toning like and moaning, that. baby. You got to do the toning and moaning because we're all so afraid to be loud or be heard or make a noise or disturb our neighbors or mm-hmm. whatever it is. We don't want to look silly or stupid or crazy. And so we keep so much stuff locked in. I, you know, more and more, I, I'm an advocate of being silly and stupid and looking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really am. It's just like, you kidding me? Yeah, because the more that you're willing to just like, okay, this is what's happening with me right now. My, yeah. I'm I'm going to kind of freak out here for a minute and I'm going to jump up and down and I'm going to shake my body and I'm going to make a bunch of crazy sounds and I'm going to breathe really deeply into my body and move mm. some stuff around and do what my body is telling me to do. and. Awesome. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I've, I feel so much better for some reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you I, seem like a real hands-on kind of person. Oh, I'm super hands-on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm super hands-on. I, um, I, I come from a background uh, that has very structural, deep body work I studied. Yeah, what, what was um, that? It's called Body Logic from okay. a woman named Yamina Zake out of New York. And she created huh. uh, body rolling okay. on balls. So that yeah. was a modality that I've, I've trained in and I, I still tell use me, Tell me about day. that. Because I, there's in the last year, I've spent some time doing my own studies on myofascial release and some yeah. other stuff. So, so I have some understanding. This is really interesting because it was developed by a woman. She was a yogi from the time she was 12 years old. Mm. Um, so she had 
destabilized her pelvis in childbirth and was like, I'm going to fix this myself because no one else could. Mm -hmm. And so she started really experimenting with touching the bones and touching the tendon juncture of the bone and working muscles origin to insertion, like 360 Mm. degrees of the area and healed herself and then started this process of this body work that was deep to the bone body work and really working on restructuring from the inside out Mm-hmm. and uh, then develop this ball work mm-hmm. as a supplementation for that. Like, do it for yourself. And I'm mm-hmm. such a proponent of do it for yourself. Like, Do it for yourself. Yes, do it for yourself. Like, yes, come to me. I will put my hands on you. We will touch things. We'll move energy. We will, you know, we will do all of this work together. I will help you open stuff up. But the people that I see make huge advances in their lives are the people who just make a commitment to work on themselves. They do that for themselves. They do it for themselves. Yeah. You you can't you can't expect to sit around all day and then go to a facilitator mm-hmm. and have them fix you. Mm-hmm. And they might be able to, mm-hmm. but it's it doesn't stay forever. It, mm-hmm. it, we, we're going to live a long time. We have to work on ourselves. Yeah. So how did you find her? I mean, was this I, I'm always curious how things show up for people. You know, I'm my path has been one of just really just listening and saying yes. And when things show mm. up, I'm like, oh, okay, yes. And I uh, I had a traumatic spinal injury when I was about 20 years old. I was dropped on mm. my head and I'd been horrible pain. And um, at one point I had a friend who showed up. She'd been studying with this woman in New York and she showed up at my place in LA and was like, hey, I'm I'm doing this. Do you want to you want to check it out? And she brought me the balls. She did a session on me and shifted something in my spine. And she said, you know, you should go and study with this woman before she retires. And so awesome. I was like, okay, well, yes. I I don't know why I'm doing this, but yes. Yeah. So you went to New York. <laughs> I went to New York. How long and, were you there? Studied. It was a two year program. Oh wow. So yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. New York's fun, huh? New York's fun. Yeah. No, I know. I've been there a couple times, short trips, but really loved it. Yeah. So, and it's interesting because, uh, you know, I, I do kind of more interesting kind of shamanic, uh, energetic work with people. I do a lot of vocal sound healing and mm-hmm. singing to people. So bodies. let's talk about the shamanic work. And in your own words, how do you define shamanic work? Well, really, I believe it's it's the 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 merging being the the in between being the space between the spiritual realms and the physical mundane space here and really allowing yourself just to be open to that to be surrendered into it mm-hmm. and uh you know I, I i believe that one of the the pieces around this process of this healer's process really you know we have to show up we have to be committed we mm-hmm. have to have this intention to to be what we are in the purest form of that we have to clean and purify ourselves as much as possible mm-hmm. and then just trust and surrender and keep surrendering and keep surrendering and keep surrendering and finding what is there and we all have such different gifts we all have, you know, it, it's interesting because we like to compare gifts to oh, other sure. people and we like to go, oh, well, but I don't see things like that person sees, you know, things mm-hmm. like it's watching a television or this person's having conversations with guides or, you know, this person's doing this, this person's doing that. 
And all of us are really different. Mm-hmm. And to really surrender into like, oh, this is, this is how my gift flows. This is how mm-hmm. my gift works. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in my work, it, it really is about opening up the channel and letting it move through my body, letting it come through my voice mm-hmm. and, um, you know, be inspired in the moment to touch and to yeah. feel and to move energy and, and, I feel like there are no mistakes in what we have studied in the past. And even if, you know, you studied whatever mechanics or, mm-hmm. or banking, or, and, and then you realize you're having this awakening and having these new gifts come online, there's no mistake. It all goes together. And so this like physical body work portion that I have, it, it causes me to have this fearlessness inside of, of a session so that, you know, it, it's okay to really touch deeply and to connect the energetics and the, you know, what's happening on a spiritual level uh, to the physical body because the physical body is, is a manifestation of everything that's happening energetically and spiritually in your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you can touch all three of those at the same time, you can really, you know, tap Light into up. something, tap into something Light up. really transformative. I know there's a lot of people out there that when they, I'm just playing, there's a lot of people out there that are going to say, what is this it thing you're talking about? The it? Yeah, the it. What is the it? What is the it in terms of the energetic <laughs> it that you're talking about? I mean, how do you, how do you become aware of it? Well, I... You know, I mean, it, or is it something where somebody just, like you said, wakes up after having a career and goes, there's got to be something more? Well, I think everybody has their different path, right? I right. mean, we, you know, it's interesting, uh, you know, seeing some of the, especially some of the young people that we're experiencing right now, mm-hmm. um, and you tune into them and, and they're just these pure, they're, they're there. Yeah. There are, they came in totally ready yep. to do their work without a lot of this, you know, box and old stuff. Um, and they're just kind of online. They're, they're yeah. tapped in and they're ready to go. Yeah. Um, and then there are a lot of us who've, you know, really had to work at it and had to be like, okay, I, I I'm just going to keep following the breadcrumbs and I'm going to keep, keep sitting in it and I'm going to keep feeling and keep feeling and keep feeling and I'm going to keep studying and I'm going to keep, you know, seeing, seeing what's the next piece, what's the next piece. And then there are those of us that have had the radical, you know, instantaneous lightning bolt experiences where we get blasted and uh, usually it takes a couple years to recover from that. But <laughs> on the other side, we've, we've, uh, we've opened up something that then, then it becomes learning how to, to work with that, whatever that it is that you have. Um, and so everybody has these different processes and we're often looking around trying to find like, oh, how do I fit in? Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of just going, okay, well, this is how it's working for me. Yeah. So it sounds like you're now saying that it is the gifts that you discover in yourself. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I think so. It, so it, what, what for you was a defining moment when everything shifted for you? I think there were there were quite a few, mm-hmm. but you know, on my path, what happened for me is that I um, was kind of a weird little kid, 
Um, but wait, when, wait, wait, wait. Weird little kid? I was kind of a weird kid. You know, I was into Ouija boards and, you know, lighting candles and uh-huh. burning things. And So you were already sensing there was something more. I was sensing, you know, and, and when I was a child, I stopped eating meat. I was very, like, radical, writing poetry mm-hmm. about animal rights. I lived in Texas, so this wasn't a thing. They didn't know what to do with me. Exactly. You know, I... I you see, we can't, we can't <laughs> rope her. <laughs> So what are we going like, to well, do? If you don't eat meat, you're going to die, right? Um, so, you know, I, I was kind of an odd bug. And I I was actually medicated when, when I was 15. I was grieving mm-hmm. the death of my grandmother, and mm-hmm. I was kind of going through natural processes. But uh, they decided that the best thing for me would be to be medicated and antidepressants and on antidepressants yeah and then that's yeah, i think it's a big problem it's a huge problem because i, I see it a lot it's it's a lot we want the quick fix and and parents don't want to see their children suffer mm-hmm. you know they don't want to see them not do well in school they don't want to see them not have friends well here's the thing yeah if i, I don't usually talk too much on these podcasts but it's like um what i see a lot is people on antidepressants and anymore i can tell if somebody is yeah because usually when there's a rough edge something a conflict a disagreement they have a tendency to skate over it Mm -hmm. rather than deal with it yeah because they just want to feel better yeah where to me the real richness is in being real and feeling the feelings and 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 you know identifying where in the body it might be absolutely and we have to we have to feel our feelings yeah. and and that's something that you know uh it's it's like we have this little bitty bandwidth of ability to feel mm-hmm. and um you know especially when we're when we're medicated it is very very small mm-hmm. and we can't feel everything and so the 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 experience of bad feeling whatever bad is mm-hmm. who knows what that means mm-hmm. but the the more negative feelings that we see as grief or sadness or pain or fear or all of these things that are mm-hmm. there that were really signals that we need to actually look at things mm-hmm. um we might not get as much of that and that despair but we also don't get as much of that joy, that ecstasy, the bliss, the connection to the, the all, the connection to everyone else, the 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 potential for for what we are. So you're editing many experiences. Yeah, you're, you're just drawing yourself into, and I also see this with with people who are traumatized, you know, who mm-hmm. have had, you know, past traumas that they're also operating on a smaller bandwidth and. And um, not able to really feel the mm-hmm. the super juicy, yummy goodness of life. Yeah, yeah. So um, in my journey, I, I was on these medications, and and then you know started having more symptomology and more symptomology, panic attacks, and more you know uh, mm-hmm. depression and all of these things, probably as signals that I was I was not in need of being on these medications, right? In some ways. Um, but I, I had a really hard time finding a doctor that would help me go off of medication. And when I would try to do it myself, it was very difficult. Mm. Um, and finally I did, I found somebody to help me and I found, uh, an amazing herbalist, acupuncture, chiropractor, and, uh, you know, was in, in therapy and, and really working on myself in lots of ways. Uh, and 
went off these medications and within a couple of months I started having some pretty radical mystical experiences and kind of being knocked to the ground with uh, the reality of energy yeah. uh, moving through my system. And I think all of that is a right as humans, no matter what culture or where you live. Yeah, we have a right to, to ecstasy. Exactly. You know, and and the thing is that sometimes that ecstasy experience mm-hmm. is not always like Yay! Sometimes it's whoa. It's so intense. Like there's there's Mm -hmm. almost a painfulness to it Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. so intense, and we're so taught that that's not a thing. Mm -hmm. That we're afraid of it. We're afraid of the um, of the hugeness of our ability to feel Mm -hmm. because we can feel so much. Well, it's almost as if um, people think feeling pain is not normal. Right, we've been taught it's not. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's 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 part of us. And mm-hmm. I think that feeling pain and owning pain, allowing allowing it, moving it through the body, learning tools to be able to move through it mm-hmm. um in healthy ways, I think that really gives us some compassion. Because mm-hmm. when when we really are able to touch our own pain and mm-hmm. and really feel it, then we're like, wow, you this other person is in pain. I know what that's like. I'm, I'm going to be nice. I'm, I'm going to help. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the higher person in this situation because I can feel their pain, even if they're not showing it on the surface. I can, I can feel it. I know it's there, and I can come from a place of compassion and love. Mm-hmm. Nice. I was, you know, before the podcast, I was just on a phone call with a really close friend of mine, and we were talking about the avoidance of pain. And I had said that one of the nicest things I ever did for myself, I do occasionally is take three days and do a fast. And generally Mm -hmm. it's a water fast and I don't drive. I don't go anywhere else, pretty much hold up and then just allow myself to experience whatever feelings I'm having. Mm -hmm. And the first one that comes is hunger. And then, so with hunger, what I do is I just drink some good water and it goes away. And then I read or whatever, but just spend a little bit of time and then all of a sudden there'll be another feeling and it's simply a matter of acknowledging it mm-hmm. because I can't run. I'm not driving. I, I'm i not doing anything. I'm not eating. I'm not. I'm taking all distraction out and just allowing myself to just be peaceful within myself and acknowledge whatever I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and me, we're so distracted. Yeah, that's such a rich experience. I mean, you don't have to go to a great film to have a good experience. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or... Uh, I almost said Zazobra, which right. is a New Mexico thing where I'm from. But. Well, we don't have to, and, and, and in that same vein, you know, you don't have to go to Peru and drink ayahuasca, you don't, you know, mm-hmm. in order to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to, you know, I mean, yes, go on a go on a vision quest. Yes, go and do all these amazing things. But really the sitting inside of yourself mm-hmm. and just being with yourself and being with whatever's there. And, and you know what, as you, as you evolve, as you, um, you know, go through the process, it doesn't mean there's, you're not going to have pain. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're not going to have, you know, experiences of great grief and sadness and sorrow. There's so much grief and sadness and sorrow in this world that if we're open people we couldn't help but feel it 
Like it's going to be there. And it's almost a service to the world for all of these people who are out here not feeling anything for us to just go, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to feel it. I'm going to move it. I'm going to cry. I'm going to roll around on the floor and moan and, uh, you know, just take care of myself and not attach a ton of story to it, mm-hmm. but just feel. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to segue into um, a quote I heard, which is basically feel it and do it anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think um you know my mother always said when when I was small that when you when you feel fear mm. you should do it anyway. That yeah. that's a there signal. There was a book called that's Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Yeah, that's a signal. You should yeah. do it. And awesome. um and that was usually right. There's usually that Oh god, really? Mm. Am I going to do this? Mm. Yes. Okay, let's do it. Nice. And I think that being like stepping into being a healer and you know owning whatever brand of you know whatever brand that means and it doesn't necessarily always mean putting your hands on people and and mm-hmm. and that um but being a healer of the world being a healer of your own self um you know taking responsibility for holding space for yourself and for others yeah um you know we're a lot of it is that it really is just being present and, and sitting in in whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. Because if you're willing to feel your own pain and you're willing to sit in that, then when someone shows up in your life, and it might be because it's a client coming in, but it might just be somebody on a park bench that you happen to sit next to who is in so much pain and you're able to just be with it. And that is a healing act. <laughs> so yeah so i'm i'm sort of imagining you facilitate people to just you know they're going to fall into your lap so to speak and you're going to take them on some sort of journey and it doesn't have to be about any pain no it can just it can just be about it can be about joy ecstasy pain mm-hmm. or anything else that shows up it's Pride. about everything yeah 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 so, so what do people normally expect I mean, what in what a experience Excuse experience me. when they come to me? Yeah. Well, you know, I work with people in different ways. So, like, I mean, I work with some people online, and mm-hmm. I, we do a lot of practices together. So, doing mm-hmm. a lot of physical practices to be able to collect energy and hold mm-hmm. and store energy to use energy mm-hmm. to be able to cleanse our field and to um, you know move through stuff. Right? Like I said, become self reliant on on being able to take care of yourself. Um, you know, and then when people come to me in person, you know, we, we do we do talking and coaching and kind of working out what's happening in life. Like, mm-hmm. okay, how, how are you going to deal with this? And, um, and, you know, I generally, if I'm going to put somebody on the table, I take them through a series of practices to be able to start to, I want people to be in the experience. So I want them to have access to their starting to move the energy. They're starting to draw the energy into their system. They're starting to recognize, can I feel this? Mm. Do I have access to this part of my body? Mm. What's going on here? Like what, where do I feel dead? Mm. Where do I feel dark? Where do I feel like there's something in there I have been avoiding for so many years that I haven't even wanted to breathe to that spot. And 
um, you know, really get people feeling the energy inside their own system so that then they can replicate that when they go home and be able to feel energy inside their system. And then, you know, get them to a place where it's a little bit trancy and throw them on on the table and then see what goes from there, you know. And, you know, generally it is working up through the chakra system and, uh, you know, really touching deeply mm-hmm. and uh, tuning in and seeing what's there. And it's it's always different. It's mm-hmm. always an adventure and, and it's always a discovery. So today is September 30th. Okay. And we had a brief discussion in the beginning, but it's like, I know that you're going to be like fully engaged, decked out in living um, Halloween. <laughs> and it, the reason I know that is because you know that because I've been on your Facebook page. I've been on your Facebook page, and and uh, y- you know, I mean, I could say, oh my God, cat uh, knows how to party, but it's really, <laughs> it's just like face paint, right? Yeah. So tell me about all that. I mean, uh, those are ceremonies, rituals, or just having fun, or what? I you mean, know, it's a little bit of everything. Sometimes I don't do anything for Halloween because it's like the rest oh, yeah. of the year is so full. Oh, oh really? <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I I believe that you know as as the channel, right? And and this is one of the things. Like as as the healer, as the channel that we maybe hope to cultivate. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have the opportunity to merge with mm-hmm. energies mm-hmm. and to draw energies into our system, to befriend them mm-hmm. and to play with them and to work with them and to start having a relationship, which is something I really encourage people is to consider that the energetics, like, you know, we have these altars and we might have a, you know, Archangel Michael there and the a statue or something or, or we see Jesus or we see the Virgin Mary or whatever whatever your connection is to to any kind of deity or or energy um, even an element uh, and to take that kind of almost off the altar and start to have a relationship mm. and start to um, kind of see what it what it is like to actually have a relationship with you know a spirit animal and so if you know oh my spirit animal is this bear but what is it if you let the bear come and be inside your body and you dance that bear and you honor it with allowing it to merge inside your being and to be a part of you and you are having this relationship of mutual experience and the respect, the gratitude that arises from that and the power that we gain from those experiences of allowing ourselves to merge with these energetics. And, you know, it doesn't mean willy-nilly being such an open channel that everything comes in. I'm very, very like, protect yourself. Say no if things are coming in that you don't want there. I am a sovereign being. I am in control of this system. Mm. But in control of the system, we have the opportunity to invite what we want to invite to come and live with us and to have relationship with us and to experience this other level, this layer of energy that... No, I I love it. I mean, uh, Jumani Tutanka Owachi. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole dances with wolves. And so the, when you were speaking, the imagery I was getting was, you know, dancing around the fire. Yeah. And it's it's our ancient, oh, you know, wow. it's our ancient way. So please invite me. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously. 
I've been, you know, I lived in Santa Fe, and my connection with Native culture is pretty strong, whether it's Latino or Hispanic or American Indian, and I really, really, really miss it. Yeah, I, I, I think that we are connecting to those ancient ways mm-hmm. more and more through uh, drumming and singing and mm-hmm. dancing and allowing ourselves to have these merges and, and these journeys. And um, it is so fulfilling for, for, for people. And, you know, it takes a little bit. It, it takes something. It takes something to, you know, surrender into the moment so much that, you're you're willing to kind of go there and and let yourself go. Got to be a go. clown. Got to be a clown. You you can't be afraid of what you look like mm-hmm. in in this kind of experience. You know, um, I sometimes you know I'll I'll be in an experience and and you know when I'm in my channel state, there's there's I'm not. It's not like I pass out and I'm gone. Right. right? Not like this like Edgar Casey sort of experience. I, I'm I'm there. And there's the part of me, it's almost like I'm in the back of my brain. Mm-hmm. And there's this part of me in the back of my brain sometimes, especially I do these healing events called Transformance, which is a group healing event. And so we use music, we use sound awesome. healers, uh, movement, breath, and sound to really enter into trance state and do a lot of catharsis work, do a lot of uh, you know channeling work, do a lot of, of sound and opening up the system. Like how very how, dynamic, very right? dynamic. How can how much can we open the system? And then what what sits inside of us once we're really opened? Clean everything out. Draw back in the light. Draw in all of our guides. Draw in who's here to protect us and to give us messages. What's there? What's there once we've just gotten rid of all the gunk and brought the good stuff in? Awesome. Um, and but there's this part in the back of my brain sometimes who's just like, "What are you doing? Like, <laughs> don't do that. Like, you can't do that to someone. Or or that. This is craziness. You know. There's that little tiny voice in the back, and you have to just learn to go. Nah. I'm not listening to you. I'm doing this. And I think that's the thing when when we, you know, especially if we are seeing ourselves as healers, there's there's a lot of times we learn modalities and they're amazing modalities. People have people have created so many incredible healing modalities out there that utilize, you know, whether it's a physical or energetic or whatever practice it is. Um, or, you know, a teaching, whether it's, you know, whether if you're teaching yoga, you could be teaching breath work or whatever that is. But there's the inspiration that happens in the moment where you're called and you're called to touch someone or to say something or to be a certain way to sort of channel through whatever it is. And sometimes it is the most outrageous, like you would never, you would never think to do that. It's not something you would think to do because it's not in the protocol. It's not in the thing you learned. It's not how you were taught to do it. And that is the gold. That's the, that's the thing, right? It's, it's that, that thing that you're called to say to someone in a conversation, even if you're just out at a party someplace and you don't know why you're going to say it, and you kind of feel a little weird about it, but you just decide to say it anyway, and it's that thing that the person never forgets, that that touches them. And that's what we're here to do, you know? The yeah. modality And, and that requires amazing. being present. Oh, gosh, it requires being so present. Mm-hmm. And it requires, like, shedding all those layers of, of not trusting ourselves, 
which I think a lot of us have. We just, we weren't, I don't know, we weren't taught to trust ourselves, right? We were, right. we grew up in schools where right. we were wrong. We were wrong a lot. Yeah. You know? I'm not real good at quoting a whole lot of stuff, but I take in a lot of information. I have some heroes. Seth uh, Godin is one of them. Mm-hmm. He does a whole thing on uh, YouTube about education. Mm, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I'll try to remember to send it to you. I'll put a link in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a real problem. Yeah. This real problem is like the way education's approached, uh, there is no creativity. You're no. sort of told what to do. No, and no uh, you know, proper way to, to be a leader. Yeah. Right? Because that's not what they're cultivating. Right. Right. They're cultivating followers. Yeah. yeah. So now we're working to mm-hmm. help the, you know, those have been trained to be followers mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, step out of line a little bit mm-hmm. and follow their own their own bliss. Because, you know, living inside of a box and, and doing what you're told for your entire lifetime and then getting to the end and going, hmm. Right. Well, I'm sure you're familiar with the great exercise where you just sort of get real quiet and you imagine your own funeral yeah. and what people would say and what your regret might be on your deathbed. Right. You know, so I made that decision a long time ago, long time ago. I just, uh, you know, anyway, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> But it's like you, you definitely you don't definitely don't want to get at the end of the life and go shit I missed Damn it. it I got to do this again oh. exact same way only yeah. okay I'm gonna make a difference that is decision. if you believe you're coming back and if you're not coming back you're really screwed yeah I uh, I don't know I I do believe we're coming back if we mm-hmm. you know maybe you don't have to so more and but more you can. more and more I'm taking the approach I'm not coming back oh yeah you're choosing not to come back you're gonna be finished. Well, you're assuming that you have an op- you have an opportunity to sign up after this particular ep- uh, I'm just going to say episode, episode. But, we- but it's like a life's webinar. But if you if you take the stance there is nothing else, it sort of brings an immediacy to the fact that this is your life. How do you want to live it? It does. Doesn't so it? if you're if you're thinking, well, I'll just do it next time. Cat, you're you're not coming back. All right. You're not coming back. In fact, you may not even you may not even end up alive tomorrow. You just don't know. All right, I better get to get to work on some more of these no. projects. What? Just being. Sorry, I don't know where we went with that. <laughs> but awesome. I'd like I liked I, I liked your uh, stream of consciousness there for a while. It's nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Cuz obviously you decided to do it differently than most. I think I was always designed to do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't going to get a university degree, right? Uh, I did not go to university, no. Yeah. Much to the chagrin, my, my mother still, even a couple of days ago, she was like, well, if you had just gone to college. <laughs> Mom, I'm in, the, I'm in the greatest university in the world. Right? Um, yeah. No, no, no. Because it's the security, right? It, there's this... And it's false. It's a false sense of security that somehow, if you do this, well, you're going to get that. Well, right? yeah. If you do do that, you are going to get that. And right. what is that? Right. I mean, it's it, you know the question is: Are you actually getting what you thought you were going to get, or did you settle for something less? Right. Well, I was never too good at at being told what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can sort of tell that about yeah. you. Yeah. So it's. You know, I've I've had a beautiful life, and that I, I've been, um, I've been able 
to have the opportunities to to explore what it is that I am and to own what it is that I am. And that is such, I mean, that's a fabulous life. I'm, I'm blown away. I'm blown away by it. I'm blown Mm -hmm. away by, by, you know, what I'm offered in this life. And it doesn't mean my life is always perfect or easy by any means, but, um, the more that I'm able just to be myself, Mm -hmm. what, what a gift just to be yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're all kind of, you know, searching really hard for something. And, you know, it's like they say, right? You you are that which you are searching for. And, um, and, and just to be able to kind of sit in that and be like, oh, yeah, okay. It's all okay. No matter what's going on, it's all okay. Because I, I, I am here with a definite purpose and mission and um, passion and inspiration to create, to uh, facilitate, to be a part of uh, this expansion of consciousness that we have have happening and uh, to be just so crazy excited about that uh, is what a blessing, you know, and mm. it's like, oh, we're, we're not, we're not going to get burnt up this time, right? We're, we don't have to be so subterfuge on, uh, you know, writing in code and, um, you know, pretending that we don't exist. Uh, those of us who are just different, you know, like different is not so, yeah. so horrible these days. No. And I think you invite a lot of people to come play with you that way. Well, um, and, and that's, that's a big, big part of, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting you sitting across the table is that what Kat offers is um, a really fun, safe space to just uh, come play and be yourself and explore something new. Yeah. And permission. I think that's, that's a huge word Mm -hmm. is permission. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't been given permission to be ourselves. We haven't given ourselves permission to get, be ourselves. Right. And like, what if, what if you could be, just who you are Mm -hmm. and be the most that Mm -hmm. that you could possibly be Mm -hmm. and interact with other people doing the same thing Mm -hmm. i think that that the world would be quite different have you are you familiar with the work of Brene brown yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm enough Mm -hmm. yeah it's huge just this is it one of the episodes don't have the number on the top of my head but uh it's about human slavery Mm-hmm. And we uh, did a basically it was a uh, conversation with somebody that uh, was doing a champion for um, fighting against human trafficking mm-hmm. and realized that they themselves had become a slave. Wow. So that's cause cause driven. You know, it's like I'm here to save the world and right. stuff, which I've <clears throat> recently come to believe is just like, nah, the world's fine. And as Carrie Lake says, humanity's the one that needs an assistant. Hell needs yeah. assistance. That's why I'm here. Yes. <laughs> Good. The world's fine. Yeah. The planet's going to do just... It's going to do what it's going to do. Exactly. Yeah. So we just need to play with it. We do. And, and you know, we're in this exciting time. Like, you know, I, I don't know if you've just seen the latest news about how we have gone over the 400 parts per, you know, the, we, we're, we've reached the... We're not on the tipping point. We're on the other side, right? Yeah. Well, you're talking to... Um, 
about the earth and the you're talking global the, the, warming the, yeah else, right and you know that if we if we t- if we choose to take on the idea that that we had some sort mm-hmm. of play in being here right now mm-hmm. at this time what what an interesting exciting bizarre time to come on board and to be part of you know what is happening and we see all the the bad we see so much bad out there we see so mm-hmm. much ugh nasty stuff mm-hmm. um we don't see a ton of the super good stuff that's happening i think there's lots and lots of good stuff happening mm-hmm. and you know when we look at consciousness when, when we when we look at the study of consciousness in, you know, even when we look at the study in, in monkeys and evolution and, and, and the reality of shifts of consciousness that happen in an, in an instant and that, you know, reaching that tipping point and the, you know, the ability for the brain to, you know, the, the mirror neurons that are firing in the brain when it witnesses, you know, someone else doing something, it can take that in and own it as its own. And, uh, the potential that we have for shifting consciousness, for being a part of that, um, of that experience of the human race at this time, is so exciting, and just I think it's happening. I think it's happening, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think it's happening. You know, yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're much more up and scientific about this. What I'm going to say is that they said that, you know, Southern California is long overdue for the earthquake. Mm-hmm. And it's quite possible that because of a shift in consciousness, that it, there's a shift in consciousness that may have affected hmm. either a delay or possibly not that happening at all. So, you know, from my perspective, it's like Mother Earth's going to like spit us out, mm-hmm. you know, depending on our consciousness. Yeah. And so you're you're familiar with plant medicine, I know. Mm-hmm. You must be. And sure. anybody that's uh, hmm, you know, you know, up on stuff knows a little bit about plant medicine. And to even know or believe that any plant on this planet should be outlawed is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> in that every plant has something to teach us or absolutely. feed us or nurture well, we, us and well, And we know right? why. We know we, we know why. So why? Because it, you know, there are, you know, eh, it almost sounds conspiratorial, but, you know, there are forces and people and beings that do not want Mm -hmm. a shift in consciousness. You know, it's not a conspiracy. It's actually, you know, it, they have a lot to lose. They do. They do. And keeping people in a fear state, keeping mm-hmm. people in a lower vibrational right. uh, space of hatred of each other mm-hmm. and, you know, shame of their own bodies mm-hmm. and all of the stuff mm-hmm. that's out there, it, it makes a population that's easy to control. They're easy to to mine in, mm-hmm. in a way, you know, easy mm-hmm. to send to war, easy to, um, market you know, to. market to, easy to sell stuff to. Easy to influence. Yeah. And, uh, you know, easy to, to run over the top of, you mm-hmm. know, if, if we want to take this land and we want to chop it up and extract everything from it and it's going to be nasty and it's going to poison everybody, mm-hmm. a lot easier to do that to people who aren't very awake. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I think it's interesting with plant medicine. We're looking at the rise of cannabis in this country and the legalization and, um, you know, uh, the forces that are fighting against that. And, mm-hmm. you know, we see the the power of cannabis to open the consciousness and the mind. And, you know, yeah, it can be used stupidly like anything can. Uh, but, you know. Well, the healing properties. We're seeing evidence, the healing more properties and more evidence are, every day. Are, are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. So um, I, I think that the the spread of of the plant medicines you know as if they've come out and have become kind of mainstream mm-hmm. in some ways is really is really a huge change a huge shift a possibility yeah awesome what else would you like to talk about and wow cover? i don't know what what have what well, we you know, we're sort of winding it down now. Okay. Sort of like to keep it into an easily digestible <laughs> show or episode. But yeah. So what else? So mm. what? Let me ask you this: okay. Is outside of all this we're talking about, what other separate passions do you have? Um, I well, of course, I love to be in nature. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, love the forest. Love creeks. That's my that's my jam right there. Do you kinda, know? Okay, you so know. do you know of any good camping creaky I, remote places here, around here? No, we might have to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, I'm I'm definitely looking for some spots. I, I landed on some beautiful land here in mm-hmm. in in the area, so that's been a blessing. Um, painting. I love to paint. Uh, I paint mostly animals, so you know. I, I saw. Yeah, working with like, uh, you know, working with with uh, you know. The other thing is like when we're working with energetics, right? When we're working with with spirit animals, you know, for me, it there's there's this reverence and there's this you know devotion when you you know take the time to draw that that creature. And to bring it to life in your own hand, um, so that's that's something that just is so super fulfilling to me um, to do. Um, you know, I'm I'm writing. I love to write, so I'm working on awesome. a couple of books um, on the awakening process, and uh, one of them's called Awaken, Heal, Evolve. And, Awaken, Heal, Evolve. Yeah, Awaken, Heal, Evolve. Nice. So it's the modern mystic's guide to the awakening. So giving people an idea of the process that we're going through as we awaken and it's sort of this cyclical process that happens over and over and over again mm-hmm. and allowing for where you are on that on that spoke of the wheel mm-hmm. and being okay with it and realizing what comes up and what questions to ask and what you know what practices what things to go out and look for and to try and to do and to experiment with uh, to find find your path um and then the other one is on the healer's process and you know what it takes to be a a really strong powerful sourced you know protected and guided healer working on yourself and for other people Mm -hmm. um so i i love to write i you know but i love to dance um that's a huge passion of mine and um travel and to you know experience other cultures and to um you know just see what's out there wow there's so much beauty out there it's you know it's it's really interesting i'm sitting here experiencing you and the conversation all the rest of it i can think of 
a couple handfuls of people that are just like sort of quote unquote normal people making a shift that would just love to come play with you. <laughs> no, seriously. It's yeah. like, it's like, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is, you know, it's like, I'm giving you permission, but I don't need to give you permission. You give yourself permission and come join yeah. you. Yeah. And, awesome. and sometimes and it's, it's permission, it's permission to play and have fun. Yeah. And it's permission to go into the dark stuff. Yeah. You I know, like, let's, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, let's, um, I have a, a men's coaching business called oh. Activated Man with a, a mm. beautiful woman, Charmaine Hayworth. Um, and she's, she's just ridiculously lovely. And um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring her. You just fall in love with her, and and she's she's one of those women all 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 people fall in love with immediately. So, um, but she she says, you know, we we play in the dark spaces, mm-hmm. and that when you allow yourself, oh yeah, it's dark and ew, it's yucky, and oh, it's. It's kind of fun too. It's well, um, I mean, chocolate's dark. Yeah, chocolate's dark, and and then it's like, oh, you get the darker chocolate, and then you go darker, and then you go darker, and then you go darker, and um, and you you realize the potency mm-hmm. that you get from that the darkness, mm-hmm. right? Same thing. Mm-hmm. When you're willing to go in those dark places, it's like getting that super dark chocolate, and it's like, oh yeah, it's potent, yeah. and. We don't well, have to be afraid of it. It's it's there's a certain amount of like joy and and gratitude and and yummy well, yumminess sort of, that can be there. Yeah, and I think it's a little bit like um, the weaknesses one has can become your greatest strength. Absolutely. So it's like the darkness is like that too. If you're willing to go there, it, it can become a very strengthening thing for oneself. Absolutely. I mean, we have and we have a lot of models and myths, and I know that you probably have read Joseph Campbell. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but also in in film, you know, um, you know, Star Wars, Yoda. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, you Luke know, Skywalker going, you know, you've got to pass through the darkness. It's the, you know, the hero's journey. You have to go underground. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to go inside. You have to go into the dark places. It's required. It really is required. And we think that we're somehow going to just focus on light and we're going to get right. there. And, you know, a lot of times we just kind of... I don't know, flit and burn ourselves out in a way, just, you right. know, being that, or just trying to maintain. I think we burn ourselves out running away from it. Mm-hmm. And that's from the darkness. Of, yeah. I mean, you know, most of my life I've lived in pretty slow, quiet places. Mm-hmm. And then moving to San Diego, it's just like, whoa, everyone's going way too fast to experience what's happening in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're and, trying to avoid, mm-hmm. we're working really hard to avoid mm-hmm. what's, mm-hmm. what's there. And, you know, we see the, we see the suffering. I mean, you know, you hear the statistics on the happiness quotient in America and, uh, which is, is pretty dismal. Yeah, I, and, I don't know what they are. Oh, I'm, gosh, sure, I'm sure they are. It's not good. It's not good at all. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, okay, well, what's underneath that, right? You know, we don't have the initiation processes. We don't have the going into the dark night of the mm-hmm. soul that, um, you know, we would have had in our tribal societies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can see it in our young people mm-hmm. in their, you know, binge drinking and their, you know, behaviors that are really destructive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's almost like they're searching for that dark night of the soul. They just don't know how to do it. They don't know how to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
I think that is is something that we're that we're needing. So you know that's 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 what I'm I'm looking at. It's like how do we go into the super yummy, juicy, fun, light filled, bliss filled, ecstasy experiences of life, and be also really in the experience of okay, this is my shadow, this is my darkness, this is my trauma, this is my stuff, I'm going to go into it, I'm going to sit in it, I'm going to feel it like crazy, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to throw a ton of story on myself about it, I'm not going to, you know, let it, you know, create where I'm I'm unable to have relationships. I'm going to work through whatever it is that I need to work through in order to be able to have the relationships that I want to have, you know, whether that's with our parents or loved ones or children or whoever that is. Um, And I think we have to go into ourselves in order to have that stuff. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I do want to wind this up and ask simply, how do people get in touch with you? Oh, well, uh, the easiest way to get in touch with me would be through my website, which is katherinebird.com. Okay. With a K, K K-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, and bird, like the animal, dot com. Uh, And then I'm I'm super active on Facebook, and that's a place that I do a lot of uh, communicating with people and Mm -hmm. putting up writings and things like that. So that's an easy way to find me. Good. Yeah. And if you, if you're lucky and contact um, Kat, then you you can be zooming with her too. Absolutely. So I do, you know, I do offer mm-hmm. uh, conversations, mm-hmm. and so you know, even just okay, let's jump on the Zoom and let's have a conversation and let's see where you're at and okay. where you're going and and you know, I, I'm not the perfect support for every single person, but I'm pretty good at going. Hey, you know what? Why don't you try this? Why don't you try yeah. this thing? Awesome. Where do you live? Right. Go do go try this first, you yeah. know, and um this this might get you on track. Yeah. So we do schedule usually about 2 weeks after the podcast. We have our own we, we don't use Zoom, we use something else mm-hmm. in terms of doing a video engaging conversation. So like this Sunday, which people hearing this are not going to hear it. Uh, you can certainly see the replay, but Serena Goldsmith was on the show I don't know, three weeks ago or something. And she, she, um, you know, the podcast was about bipolar and Crohn's, which Mm. she had and healed herself from through diet and some other stuff. Mm -hmm. So she's a fantastic educator and uh, champion for, you know, helping people with that. So as an example, this Sunday at two o'clock, we're going to be live with her. And so people after listening to the podcast can jump on. So I'm saying to everybody out there, just go to alternativehealthtools.com and you're going to see, you know, a menu option up there for live and just go there and subscribe to the channel, whatever channel we're using that's active. And you'll be notified when these things happen. And you can just like follow cat around here. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause, <laughs> cause we'll do this. We'll do this live. Yeah. Yeah, two or three weeks after it's released, okay, which cool. will be in about, we're going to release this probably in a week and a half. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's super fun. But I love the interactive video conversation. I do too. Do I you? Do t- oh, yeah. Awesome. I so do. So let's rock that thing. I love that. Good. It's, uh, I, I love, um, I love being able to just have a conversation and just, right. you know, so this has been really fun. It's yeah, I can like, tell looking oh, at you. Not so, You're enjoying this. Yeah. This she doesn't like, really oh, want to stop. I don't actually. want to stop. This is so great, John. Okay, well, we'll we'll, fo- we'll follow up. We'll follow up with a live video thing okay. and figure out. And you and I can do, uh, you can tell me when you think it'll be best for the people that follow you 
okay. to show up. Could right. be at eleven o'clock at night. God forbid. No, I don't. I don't think so. No. Oh, good. I think we're, what time's good? I I don't know. What, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Let's see. Anything else I want? to I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, we typically ask is, do you have a wellness or health tip? A wellness or health tip. Just the one thing that you think, let me put it to you, the the one thing you think people need to hear. Stop and breathe. And that's it. Just stopping and breathing. Taking a few deep breaths into your belly and slowing down. Really, if 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 we started to implement that as a tool in our lives every single day and whenever we were rushing about and whenever we were stressed and whenever we were going through something, we just stopped and just breathed a few times, like three deep breaths into the belly. Um, we would we would avoid a lot of the the crap that we're that we're spinning out on. You know, and, uh, you know, just, I see so many people are so in their heads. They're not in their bodies at all. They're not connected to their body at all. And the best way to start that connection is just, just to, just to breathe. So super, super simple. Yeah. We forget. We do, which is strange because we're always breathing. Yeah. Well, have a lovely day. You too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. See everybody next time on alternativehealthtools.com, the podcast.